This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. But I've got fun stuff to talk about. We've got fun show. I specifically left off the the shitty shit. Like the police killing the young girl. The the murder pack. All that all that stuff is gonna be talked about tomorrow. Tonight, we're just gonna do stupid shit. Yes, fun times. We're gonna watch Lizzo play a two hundred year old flute. <laughs> we're we're gonna we're gonna hear Dr. Oz make John Fetterman sound even more based. I mean, he was slightly bigger than me and probably averages just a, a few more viewers than me, so I was using him. Kick authority in the balls. Keeps making him sound uh, more and more based. Also, uh, Biden shouted out a congressperson who's been dead for a few months now. Now, I said fun time, but I kind of lied to you because we're going to have to open up talking about the hurricane. Which is not a fun time if you are in Florida currently. Administrator Deanne Criswell, um, just from your perspective, tell us what you're able to do and what you have in place to help Florida. Yeah, Nicole, and I'm not high enough for this shit. Me join the show today. Uh, we have been preparing for the potential impacts from Hurricane Ian for several days now, and we knew that the storm was going to be significant in size. And as we continued to see it increase in the potential strength into what we're seeing now, we made sure that we had pre-positioned resources to support what we were going to um, know we were going to see with the impacts from storm surge and from the rain, with search and rescue being one of our first priorities, making sure we had enough resources to go in and help people that didn't evacuate or are inland with some of this inland flooding. We know people are going to need assistance, and so we have a great team positioned ready to support that. Then we're gonna focus on power. We know that there's so many critical facilities in Florida, so many individuals that are medically dependent on power. We wanna make sure that we uh, have the right resources to get that uh, restored as quickly as possible. But we've also brought in generators to support critical facilities as needed. When you when you think about, or try to get your brain around how much water is moving over so much of that state, what sorts of um, sort of medium and long-term housing can be put in place for some of the most vulnerable Floridians impacted by this storm? Yeah, we, we are going to see tragic impacts as a result of the storm. And the water is just going to be significant. When we're talking 10 to 15 feet of storm surge on the coast, and we're talking about 20, even 24 inches of rain on the inland, where it doesn't actually have anywhere to go, we are going to see impacts to the housing, um, to the homes across the state. Uh, we've been working really closely with our partners at the American Red Cross. I mean, I can't wait to I can't wait to clip that, that uh, section of him like going nuts on me and like laughing hysterically while he uh, misrepresented my position. Please stop talking to me. 
I can't hear what you're saying. Fucking shit. Yes, I realize you're upset because I had a debate. What's up, Venus Blood Flow? Thank you for the resub. You are awesome. I know, I know. The can of that that reminded me of the Sam Cedar debate. Was it Walter Block that that libertarian professor kept yelling, "Let me finish! Let me finish! Can I finish?" So I had I had a Sam Cedar type moment there. Like, he really did dominate, right? Like, I just sat back and let him talk a lot. (sighs) Which is not like me. You guys get the update on Ian. We're moving on. Not from Ian. We got other stories. We're going to show you how the hurricane sucked up the water on the coast. It is wild. If you've not seen this video, prepare yourself. <laughs> Socks, is, Socks is coming in here now that the yelling is over. Apparently he was traumatized. <laughs> oh, goddamn. Sorry, Soxy Bud. Well, shit. Oh, there we go. Here is the video of the ocean sucking up the water on the coast. It's fucking eerie looking. where this was taken at. This is off the coast of Tampa Bay, which was uh, originally in the direct path, but I think it hit a little more in the central part of the state, a little further down from Tampa. Yeah, I think it ended up hitting down here as opposed to like right here. Came up like this way. Still Tampa right in the path, but wow, what a fucking wild picture. Water from the storm, not its winds, uh, creates the highest risk to human life. Federal Emergency Management Agency Administrator Deanne Criswell noted, she cautioned that flood dangers don't end with the storms passing. And talking about fucking floods, let me show you some video of the cars submerged during the rains earlier today. This is the parking lot in Vanderbilt Beach. A parking lot in Vanderbilt Beach.
Oh no, they're playing cat roulette with the door right now. <laughs> this is drone footage from right before the hurricane made landfall. Look at how eerie this shit is. Dustin, do you really want him to come back and debate another topic in two weeks? I think Jackson Hinkle and I will have a much more productive conversation. Not saying that it's happening. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that uh, Rob and I will encounter each other again. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Now, here's a shit story I'm going to give you, but I wanted to highlight it because too many Americans are facing eviction or are being evicted. A Tampa tenant is facing eviction Fearing landlord won't let him back in after the storm passes. With Hurricane Ian bearing down on Florida, Kenny Lofton, 63, faced two equally awful scenarios on Wednesday, being evicted from his apartment by his landlord or being evicted by the storm. Lofton said he knew staying put could be dangerous, but feared leaving his apartment in North Tampa for a shelter because he might not have a home to come back to when the hurricane finally passes. Home packing my belongings, Lofton said in an interview. I have no clue where to go. Lofton is one of more than 2 million people in Florida who were asked to pack up and evacuate before Hurricane Ian made landfall south of Tampa. But he is also facing eviction Friday because, with rising prices, his government housing assistance is no longer enough to pay the rent. Thanks, Brandon. Here's a fun story. A Fox meteorologist apparently accidentally, accidentally drew a huge penis and testicles included while tracking uh, Hurricane Ian. What you think you see is all kind of tracks here over Florida and fewer over here. Well... That's just because the Europe Sassy making it rain uh, makes more at <laughs> this. What you think you see is all kind of tracks here over Florida and fewer over here. Well, that's just because uh, that is a dick and balls. That be a dick and balls. Florida is a big cock, so it fits. Then uh, the last uh, hurricane story tonight. We have the meteorologist drawing a dick on the map. And then we have this dude. Because, you know, it's America. And that's Florida. And, of course, that dude is doing exactly that
Right wingers are morons. I still can't get over it. There's a double standard in the FBI. But they've overwhelmingly targeted the left. Like one of the first things that I read is why I purposely, oh, I don't have my notes up anymore. Like that was one of the first things that I read that despite most of the violence coming from the right wing, the FBI overwhelmingly targeted the left. And it was an Intercept article, and it was a report by a government watchdog group. That was like one of the first fucking things I said. And then his his was like, well, you agree with me. Uh, They're corrupt, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, no, actually, I think the, the double standard is like the rich and powerful get away with a bunch of shit. And that it took Trump a hell of a lot to even get the FBI to investigate him. So I don't know. I don't know. But there, there's a double standard. But also, like, the FBI is totally targeting leftists too. And I should believe in the double standard because they're targeting leftists. And really, I will uh, provide sources for all the shit that I said that I didn't have sources for tomorrow at the beginning of the show because that's the kind of person I am. This is going to eat me alive tonight. They are doing everything they can to try not to arrest Trump. It's insane. This dude wants to talk like there's some... Uh, cabal out to get Trump. And I never could get to that point just because we had to argue about dude being a paid... Because, like, here's the thing is I don't know him being investigated for being a Russian asset in 2008. I don't know the details behind that. I don't know uh, what that piece of information entails. I don't know what him being paid by the FBI. Why did the FBI pay him? I don't accept his reasoning. I don't have evidence that they paid him to, to cover up their, their tracks. Like I, I, All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Nord Stream pipeline in Europe being sabotaged. Meanwhile, speaking of Trump, he is uh, offered to broker a peace deal between... Ukraine and Russia. President Biden shouts out a congresswoman wanting to know where she's at. She's in a grave. She's in a grave. She's been dead for a while now. Dr. Oz continues to make John Fetterman sound way cooler than what he is. Lizzo played a 200-year-old flute that belonged to one of the founding fathers. 
And I don't, the commercial break thing hasn't come up yet. I've been trying to kill, usually it comes up at like uh, 10 till. Gotta sit here and talk to you guys for a few more minutes and then I can run the Twitch commercial break and try to get it out of the way. I did see some people complain about the, the commercial breaks. Yes, Justin is a capitalist. Yes, Justin wants to, uh, wants to make some money off of this endeavor. Oh, am I am I uh, out of breath or something? You kept telling me to breathe, and I didn't think I was like all that worked up. I thought he was pretty worked up, sassy. Yep, Venus. They will side with the neo libs, or the neo libs will side with the fascists before leftists. Absolutely. I just this idea that leftists are are overrepresented. Oh, you thought he could see your... Um, I I think he could see this feed. Like, what would have looked like my camera actually had the Troll Patrol feed. Because I didn't think to turn on my, my split cam. Oh, you weren't telling me? He, he probably could. He probably could see your, uh, your comments. I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. I kind of have a headache after that. Like that, you know, I, I think we were all annoyed by that one. And I've been doing really good with debates here lately. I think I've uh, I think I've done a, a good job of being calm and cool and, and trying to have rational discussions. And I I tried to start with him like that. I thought. But man, he just would not shut up and be like, respond to all the shit that I just said. And then my, my other favorite part was when I accused him of doing a gish gallop. And then like I said, like one statement and he's like, you're gish galloping. And I'm like, you don't know what that word means. You know, I probably, I put him on the defensive. Like, I had done such a good job of disarming him by, like, complimenting, or not complimenting, but, like, you know, telling him I hope his kid gets better, and Curiouser told me not to say that, because it's like, you don't mean it, don't say it. And I'm like, it's a psychological thing. <laughs> This is like, this is like I'm, 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 I'm owning him. I'm coming in with my big dick. And I'm also letting him know I did my homework. But yeah, I put him on the defensive when I started talking about, like, don't do this to me now. And then he proceeded to do it the entire fucking time. I was like, I don't like the way you frame your opponent's arguments. Constantly straw man them. I'm very glad to have the uh, the clip where I'm talking about like the regimented society, and then he completely goes nuts. That's gonna be so fun to watch back. Oh my god, it's gonna be so much fun. All right, I got the commercial break now. I do this to try to get them out of the way for everybody when I'm not doing a debate. 
We do a commercial break. I take a tinkle, refill my drink. We come back. Nobody misses any content. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Fetterman kicking authority in the balls. We're going to watch Lizzo play James Madison's flute. It's going to be a lot of fun. On the other side of the break, here on the Troll Patrol Live. So you guys are talking about like who the Dems could possibly pick in... 2024 and like I just so happened to have a piece of news for you about that I wasn't going to do this story tonight but uh, I guess I can since you guys mention it Bernie Sanders leaves door open to 2024 White House run this was September 27th so this is about two days ago Bernie Sanders on Monday said he hadn't yet decided whether he will make another bid for the White House. So, we ha- do we actually have a clip of this? Fifty-two is just six weeks away at this point, and in some states, voters are already... I mean, at this point in time, I, you gotta ride the Bernie train again, because we don't... We don't have a deep bench yet. A lot of, we've got some really good representatives, but they aren't seasoned enough yet. Uh, the, the one representative I thought might be there would be Katie Porter, and that's who I was really getting behind, but it doesn't appear that she has those aspirations just yet. So the only person who has the infrastructure, the name value that could actually pull it off, even if it is just yet another move the party left symbolic run, is Bernie Sanders. So I will ride the Bernie train one more time. Ready casting their ballots. According to the latest CBS Battleground Tracker poll, here's where things stands. Republicans are still very likely to recapture the House of Representatives, but Democrats do have some momentum there. Over on the Senate side, that remains a true toss-up with close races all across the country. So, what should Democrats be focusing on? I will tell you, old school, that other than just this interview and him being coy about it, he has set up some of the infrastructure that you would need in order to make a 2024 run. Like, it's ready to go. So, there are other hints that Bernie is indeed going to run again. Focusing on between now and November, let's talk to an independent about it. Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont is here. Senator, good Boy, does he look happy. Uh, I sat down just the other day with uh, Rick Scott, a Republican senator, uh, and he talked a bit about the Republican priorities. They are... uh, uh, saluting the flag, learning that America is great, education. Uh, they don't want people asking about race or ethnicity on any government form. That's their second priority. Uh, immigration is four. Crime is third. On immigration, they want to build the wall, and they want to end what they say is uh, immigration without assimilation. That's the Republicans. Where do you think Democrats need to be? Well, I think what Democrats have to recognize is that right now we are living in a society where the people on top... We live in a society. ...phenomenally well and working people are falling further and further behind. So we need an agenda that speaks to the need of working needs of working people. What does that mean? It means that we have got to end the absurdity of being the only major country on earth not to guarantee health care to all people. Health care is a human right. We pay twice as much per capita on health care because the insurance companies make zillions of dollars every single year. 
Now, you want to know what we should do? We should have the guts to take on the pharmaceutical industry. Charges us 10 times more for particular drugs than the people of any other country. We should raise the minimum wage to a living wage. We should expand Social Security because half of the elderly people in this country trying to get by a 25 That's like we need to make America great again. You want a strong country? You want a great country? You make sure that every kid, regardless of income, has the opportunity to get a college education, not leave school deeply in debt. That means making public colleges and universities tuition free. And you know what, Tony? Everyone. And I just want to point out that, like, not talking about policy like this and talking about dumb shit like quarter page FISA warrants is exactly what the right wing does in order to distract. One of these ideas is enormously popular because we're going to pay for it by telling the billionaire class, who in some cases pay nothing in federal taxes, they're going to have to start paying their fair share. You don't have majorities to get any of it done at the moment. I guess that's what it's about. One way that wages might go up, and this goes to working people as well, uh, is making college more affordable. There's a controversial move right now from the Biden administration to forgive $400 billion, according to CBO, uh, in student loans. Uh, you know, most people in this country still do not go to college. So that means that's a benefit for a a minority of us. Uh, And it's controversial. Where do you stand on it? Well, it's not controversial. The Trump administration gave a trillion dollars in tax breaks to the top 1% and large corporations. When you have major corporations today, some of the biggest in this country make billions of dollars a year in profit, don't pay a nickel in taxes. You know what? I think it is appropriate to tell... Not only don't pay a nickel in taxes, we give $6 trillion a year. Just give $6 trillion a year to the oil industry. The entire amount of student loan debt in this country is $1.75 trillion. That's over the last, you know, since we've been keeping track for the last 32 years. We give, give the fossil fuel industry $6 trillion in one year. That's almost enough to pay off all student loan debt three times over. A younger generation that in many ways has a standard of living which is lower than their parents that we are going to help. What was their crime? They wanted to go to college. I have talked to people, medical school, nursing school, leave school $100,000 in debt. That's insane. So I think we need to help those people. But I think, Tony, the point that we got to get back to, we don't talk about it on TV very much. We don't talk about it in Congress very much. you got three people in America who are more wealth than the bottom half of American society. Gap between the very rich and everybody else is growing wider. Maybe, just maybe, we demand that the people on top start paying their fair share of taxes. I, I have a question for you. They, they were stunned. Because clearly you have not lost your enthusiasm. And I speak to you as a fellow. Here we go. Here we go. Somebody told me this morning. Senator Sanders, <laughs> Let's get into well, it. Well, Gil, you're a senior citizen. I go, I am? What's the definition of a senior citizen? Anyone over the age of 65. So you're 81. Uh, President Biden is 79. And there is a group of younger politicians who say, now is the time to let the younger generation come through. And well, most Americans, according to numerous polls, exactly. including the CBS poll, yes. say, yes, there should be age limits. Yes. And in fact, the older people support age limits more than younger people. Yeah. What do you, what Where do you are you on that question, yeah. Mr. 81-year-old? <laughs> yes. Excuse me, what did you say? <laughs> God, I love him. <laughs> um, look, this is what I think. You can't categorize 
everybody. You know, you're different than everybody. Yeah. You know, we're all different. Yeah. yeah. You got to look at the individual. But what I think. Well, see, that's the cool thing about Bernie is that he will platform the uh, younger generation. And he is all for that. And that's why, like, we have to use Bernie as a jumping off point. But man, his response to that. That was hilarious. He is so razor sharp. We do, guys, is we look too much at race, at gender, at age. What does somebody stand for? Yeah. Yeah. What are their views? Mm. Do you agree with them? Are they standing for you? Are they standing for the big money interest? And obviously, you want people who are competent, capable of the energy. I mean, my God, to be president of the United States requires an enormous amount of energy. But I would say, first of all, take a look at what people stand for. And we don't do that enough. We're too much into personality. What people stand for and what are their capabilities. And I sit here, I can't imagine doing this job at 81 saying, Tony, Nate, do you have my sensible shoes? I can't imagine doing that. But, you know, who knows? Yeah. But as you sit here at 81 and Joe Biden's 79, do you think he should run again for the presidency? Well, that's his decision. Uh, I I know it's his decision. Joe is a friend of mine and I think against enormous opposition, he has tried to do some very, very uh, good things. And he will make that decision himself. But I think, again, and, and you know, you're not going to hear this much on corporate but television, Senator, if I may Senator, say so. Senator, what we need is, Gail, what we need is what do people. You think? What do I think? That's about, his decision. Yeah. No, okay, that's, not, okay. that's his decision. All right. What I think is we need millions of people to start reclaiming their country and demanding an economy that works for all. We have got to deal with the fact oil companies, huge profits, food companies. Huge he profits. brought it back to what matters. To fill up a tank of gas. So, do you plan to run again? That's something, you know, I, I haven't made that decision. Right now, my focus, and I'll be going around the country, dealing with trying to elect uh, often young progressives, often young people. Of exactly. Young progressives. And that was one of the things that just that so attracted me to him was that, like, at the start of a debate, they would do the opening statements where, like, I have five grandkids and blah, blah, blah. Bernie's like, we need health care in this country. Does not even mention any. I'm Bernie Sanders and we need health care in this country. We need a living wage. Just bam, right to policy. And that is what I appreciate. And he's a, he did a fantastic job of reframing the discussion. Yeah. We're prepared to stand up for working right. families and take on big money interests. I want to ask you about the democracy Janu- itself. Me too. That, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, about the January 6th yeah, committee. They're having their last hearing this week. Yeah. Um, what have you seen? Tomorrow. What yeah. have you heard that has um, maybe given you the idea that they could possibly charge former President Trump? Well, look, uh, one of the saddest things, you know, in politics, I have conservative friends and, and, and I hope people respect each other. Damn right, old school. Of course, of course. But what we have seen in recent years is a Republican Party move very far to the right. Uh, and in many respects, no longer believe in democracy. You know, what January 6th was about is an essentially an attempt to overturn the United States government and prevent the guy who won the election from taking office. Not everybody using the way. word coup. Well, I know. That's the way I see it. Yeah. I was in the building at the yeah. time. Some people are using the word senator, coup. Most yeah. voters are worried about democracy for the reasons that that's you're right. out here. So well, what can you do as a senator? What's your role in mm, fixing it? Well, all right. Now, I'm going to give you a different answer than other people do. And my answer is that right now, a lot of people are losing faith in government. If you were a worker out there yeah. and you your job went to China, your job went to Mexico, you're making less than you used to make. Your, your kid can't afford to go to college. You can't afford health care. And somebody puts a 30-second ad up on CBS and said, vote for me. He said, go to hell. 
You're all the same. You're not doing anything for me. You want to restore democracy? Have a government that works for ordinary people. Mm. And it has the guts. So, by the way, when you talk about... Public financing campaigns. You understand that right now billionaires are putting hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars into TV ads. So my advice to the viewers, when you see a TV ad, kind of ask yourself which billionaire is funding it and why. What do they want? How many more tax breaks do they want? How much more corporate welfare do they want? Ask that question. Do you think all billionaires are bad? No, I don't. But I think when you have enormous, terrible and inequality in America. Yeah. When you got... I don't think all billionaires are inherently bad, but I think they are incentivized to behave very badly. Billionaires buying islands and buying jet planes and we got people sleeping out on the street. Mm. I do not believe that is what this country is supposed to be about. So, again, you're not going to hear it much on corporate television. I happen to believe that we need redistribution of wealth in this country. We need to protect the middle class and working class, and the billionaires cannot have it all. That's it's, my view. This phrase, redistribution of wealth, is not one you hear from other Democrats. No, you You're don't. But you know what, Tony? This is an important point. There has been a massive redistribution of wealth in the last 50 years. Did you know that? Yeah. I, I, among uh, in a few, one direction. It's gone in the that, wrong yeah. direction. Exactly. Yep, yep. Massive. We're talking about trillions of dollars going into the 1% while the working class and the middle class become poorer. We have to deal with that issue. I hear what you're saying. Senator Sanders, thank you so much. Thank you. And people act like like this happens in a vacuum or something, that resources and wealth are infinite, and they're not. And, and some dude the other day literally said to me, someone else being rich doesn't make you poor. And I said, yes. Yes, that's literally how it works. There is only so much of the pie. And Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and they're not the only ones. There's like fucking 400 billionaires. There's too many goddamn billionaires. And I honestly, I don't even know that it's a small percentage. I don't think you can become a billionaire without unethical means. I, I honestly, I honestly don't. I think you might be able to become a, a millionaire and be ethical, but I don't think you can become a billionaire ethically. And Sassy, hopefully, uh, this all is a palate cleanser. I tried to, uh, I tried to put together a show that is 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 fun. It's a fun troll patrol. But Bernie wasn't even like you guys were just talking about, you know, running in twenty twenty four, and I just happened to have this, so I, I wasn't even going to do the Bernie Sanders thing. Uh, I was actually going to start with this quickly. Just like one minute of actual news and then we get to the bullshit. European officials suspect sabotage after leaks were discovered in two undersea pipelines. ...are under investigation. Um, their initial report <coughs> indicating that uh, this may be the result of an attack or some kind of sabotage, but these are initial... I am so sorry. I thought I muted my mic and then I coughed right into it. My apologies. <laughs> reports and we haven't confirmed that yet but if it is confirmed that's clearly in in no one's interest i actually dropped by uh hassan today two underwater explosions were recorded before leaks were found the nord stream one and two both pipelines are not operational or were not Use past tense, so they may have got them working again. Gas from the ruptured pipelines is bubbling to the surface. 
I just I just want to touch on that because I didn't get a chance to talk about it uh, yesterday. And then I would like to point out that it's okay. It is okay. The war in Ukraine, Russia, all that shit's going to come to an end. We have a savior, Donald Trump. Donald Trump offers to broker a peace deal between Ukraine, USA, and Russia. Since it appears that the current occupant of the White House has been unable... And we're reading from some fucking right-wing propaganda side. I don't even fucking know what the hell it is. Since it appears that the current uh, current occupant of the White House has been unable to do so, former President Donald Trump has offered to broker a peace deal between Ukraine, USA, and Russia. So we're going to read from the art of the deal. We're going to read from his truth, social truthing. His truths that he truthed out. Everyone is talking about the big hurricane barreling into Florida, as they should be. (laughs) But perhaps a far more important event in the longer term was the announcement that the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipelines out of Russia, which I brought to the world's attention as president, when I explained how crippling reliance on it could be for Germany and other parts of Europe. (laughs) Wait, did he ever close the parentheses? Fuck. Everybody laughed at the time. We're still laughing, sir. Everybody laughed at the time, but they are not laughing anymore. Has been sabotaged. Fuck. This could lead to major escalation or war. Sir, there's already a war going on. U.S. leadership should remain cool, calm, and dry on the sabotage of the Nord Stream pipelines. This is a big event that should not entail a big solution, at least not yet. The Russian-Ukraine catastrophe should never have happened and would definitely not have happened if I were president. Do not make matters worse with the pipeline blow-up. Be strategic. Uh, Be uh, smart. Brilliant. Get a negotiated deal done now. Both sides need and want it. The entire world is at stake. Will I head up group? I mean, like, I know he doesn't do drugs, but that just seems like somebody who was on some speed. Oh no, it's like two sentences. And the and the parentheses with multiple sentences inside of it, run on to like fuck. <laughs> yeah, it feels like somebody that was definitely high. Maybe Biden was high earlier. Maybe he's just senile when he shouted out a congresswoman. It's been dead for a few months. Secretary tonight is explaining a mistake the president made during a press conference today. Uh, saying that the president planned to welcome the family of the late Indiana Representative Jackie Walarski to the White House, but the president instead said this. And I want to thank all of you here, for in- including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. Representative. Yes, sir. She's not going to be there. She did. She did. Come on, man. Jackie Walarski died in a car crash in northern Indiana last month. Oh, was it last month? I felt like I was still at the old apartment when that happened. 
I was like, I thought, I thought it was a couple of months ago. It was just last month. Oh. She got detained in traffic. Oh. Bernier is livelier than 2010 Biden. Oh, Biden in 2010 was still a live wire. Even like even compared to like 2015 when he was leaving the White House, man, like he was giving interviews. He was still sharp. He has definitely declined in the last five, six years. Dr. Oz is getting dragged on Twitter for saying his Democratic opponent, John Fetterman, looks like he's kicking authority in the balls, just making him sound so fucking badass. Oh. Where is the... Clip, yes, I am banned from Twitter. Costume a little bit, because it's an interesting phenomenon. I was stunned by it as well. But it turns out that if you're a far-left radical with the belief that this country is irredeemably stained, you just want to break it apart. Just Mm. bust America. Is it the far-left radicals that are talking about the country being... What what did he say? What was the word that he used? ...stained. You just want to break... Unredeemably? ...with the belief that this country is irredeemably stained. Irredeemably. Irredeemably stained. Like... The dude I was talking to earlier, Rob, like, didn't he seem like the one that felt like the country was irredeemably stained? Like, wasn't he talking about, like, you know, corruption in both parties? Blah, 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 blah. You just want to break it apart. Just mm. bust America. Yeah. Crack it to its base. Break it asunder. And rebuild it with your toxic ideology. That's what he stands for. Mm. When he dresses like that, it's not an accident. He's kicking authority in the balls. Yeah. He said, hey, I'm the man. I'm going to, I'll show those guys who's, who's boss. I'm going to not allow any traditional path to succeed. Because by breaking some parts of it down, I can represent, I can break it all down. That's the deeper message he's delivering. I want to push back on the costume a little bit because it's an interesting phenomenon. I was The costume. But it the costume. The dude just wearing like a Carhartt jacket is wearing a costume to Dr. Oz. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in this one, I might have to hit the content warning for. Hopefully, it's still funny. From the Senate race in Pennsylvania to the Senate race in Georgia. Republican Herschel Walker invokes Jesus to dismiss holding a gun to his wife's head. What would Jesus do? This is the clip. No, 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 no. This is the clip. So here's what Herschel Walker had to say about his domestic violence. Does my opponent believe in redemption, who's been a pastor? That's what's so funny. And I say that because I'm not going to get into what has happened with him and his past. I want him to do what's going on with his policy. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about something that I was a part of over 15 years ago, maybe even longer. Over 15 years ago. Well, you know, he without sin cast the first stone. Mm -hmm. And does my opponent believe in redemption, who's been a pastor? That's what's so funny. And I say that. How old is this dude? Did he beat a a wife like 50 years ago or his girlfriend? What? 50 years ago? Herschel is asked about domestic violence allegations 
from 2001 through 2008 that at different times he held a gun to his wife's head and a straight razor to her throat. Oh, he said 15. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought he said 50 years ago, and I'm like, what? Uh, we can't even we can't even go over all the crazy claims that Herschel Walker has made. I don't even know what to think about this story. This probably doesn't fall in the fun category either, but here we go. A second grader was instructed to send pictures of you doing reading homework in a bathtub. This happened in Florida. And it certainly, it certainly wasn't, uh, certainly wasn't like a liberal indoctrination thing where they're grooming kids. This happened at a Christian school. Looking for a new school for their eight-year-old daughter after she was removed from the classroom after parents questioned a homework assignment. This is the controversial homework handed out by a local Christian school. Second grade students were asked to send a picture of you doing reading homework in the bathtub. Action News Jack's Megan Moriarty is live at Victory Christian Academy. Matt Gates was visiting that day. Oh my God! Spoke with say this is sending the wrong message to kids. John and so for those of you who might be listening to the podcast, it apparently cited a. Here, let me see if I can pause it here. Daughter came home in the bathtub. Uh, Psalm twenty-four one through two. Practice Psalm twenty-four one and two. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and that they dwell thereon or therein, for he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. So number two that doesn't even make any any sense. Yeah, what the fuck indeed? Action News Jack's Megan Moriarty is live at Victory Christian Academy on the north side. Megan, the parents you spoke with say this is sending the wrong message to kids. John and Tanika, their second grade daughter. Well, at least they're not transing the kids, right? Homework and the assignment was telling her to do her reading homework in the Meet gigs. Good evening. Photo of it. She told her parents that she didn't feel comfortable doing that. Days later, she was removed from the school on administrator's behalf. Misty and Christopher Dunham were shocked to see their eight-year-old's homework assignment earlier this week. Proceeded to read to me that she needed to do her reading homework in the bathtub. I'd send a picture of her doing it and specifically told her to stop and you will not. This is a picture of that homework assignment. Parents are supposed to sign off on the homework, but the Dunhams noted that their daughter would not be taking part in that activity. Emailed the teacher, hey, you may want to explain this, send something out to the parents, let them know what the intentions are. This just does not sound okay. She did send a message stating you should be in pajamas, be in your uniform, have fun with it, um, but I, it didn't set right. Misty reached out to the school administration and later to police to document the incident. 
The report says the parents were told by administrators, quote, we have been sending this homework assignment for years and you're the only <laughs> complaining about it. Police advised the parents not to take the photo. Later, the Dunham family says they got a call from the school. I think you guys should do a parental withdrawal for Mackenzie. And I said, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. And we, we refused to withdraw her. He said, okay, th thank you for saying that. And continued on saying, well, we're going to proceed with an administration withdrawal. This is the paperwork the Dunham family picked up today, indicating their daughter is no longer a student at Victory Christian Academy. No explanation. The Dunhams believe this sends the wrong message in two ways. A bathtub is not appropriate for a child to take a picture. She did something right by telling mom and dad that she wasn't comfortable with something, and now she's no longer in school over it. Yep, yep, yep. She did the right thing. And the school sent me a lengthy statement explaining there were no bad intentions with this assignment and the assignment was innocent. But out of an abundance of caution and for there to be no further misunderstandings, the administration has removed the assignment for future use. We have that full statement over on our website at actionnewsjacks.com. I also did ask about the status of the student and why there was an administrative withdrawal, why the student was removed from the classroom. I'm told that they're working on a statement for me on that. For local coverage, you can count on Live on the North Side, Megan Moriarty, Action News Jacks. Uh, also, Coolio died, if you guys didn't know that. I was informed earlier as I was coming on. I, I hope his fantastic voyage was a good one. The other night, we did the dart crashing into an asteroid. And uh, several people in the chat was like, oh, I wish there was, you know, a way we could have seen the other side, you know? Photos show the plumes from the impact of NASA's DART collision with asteroid. We do actually, I guess we had a telescope that was able to catch it. The Italian Space Agency's Lysiak Cube satellite captured images of the change in Diamorphus' brightness as NASA's DART probe smacked into it. So there you can see the plume. Going to the great gangsta's paradise in the sky. Good one, old school. Damn, you guys are on fire. I mean, as long as we're doing music, why not uh why not wrap this up with uh with Lizzo, right? Lizzo did a concert in Washington DC last night. Where the Library of Congress allowed her to play a crystal flute that was owned by James Madison. <laughs> oh shit! Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to talk about that. <laughs> we'll come back to you, Lizzo. That was such a good transition, too. So this is this this husband divorce story. This is overshadowing her uh, talking about how she wants you to shoot hogs from a helicopter. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband has filed for divorce, saying marriage was ir uh, irretrievably broken in court documents. 
Marjorie Taylor Greene's husband, Perry Greene, filed for divorce on Wednesday, according to court documents seen by Insider. Perry Greene and the conservative congresswoman have been married for just over 27 years. In his petition, Perry Greene wrote that he and the congresswoman had been in a bona fide state of separation before he filed the papers in Floyd County, Georgia. He also added that their marriage is now irretrievably broken. However, Perry Greene also asked that the divorce be filed under seal, saying that the record will contain sensitive personal and financial information, the public disclosure of which would negatively impact the party's privacy interests. Uh, sounds like there's some dirt that they uh, really don't want to come out in court papers. Marjorie Taylor Greene wants you to shoot hogs from a helicopter with her. Please tell me we have a video. <laughs> Please tell me there, there's a video to go with this. Oh my God. We've got skyrocketing inflation, high diesel fuel, and Democrats' America last policies. Democrats aren't the only one destroying farmers' ability to put food on the table. We've got wild hogs destroying farmers' fields. So we decided to go hog hunting. Let's help American farmers. Would you go hog hunting with MTG? Go in that helicopter and go hog hunting. Enter to win now. I'm going to enter to win. Can you imagine how great it would be for my stream if I got to go hog hunting with Marjorie Taylor Greene? <laughs> Sassy's like, I think it would be fun. I mean, do we get a do we get a fucking roast some hog afterwards? I'm going I'm going to enter. We've got skyrocketing inflation, high diesel fuel, and Democrats' America last policies. Democrats aren't the only one destroying farmers' ability to put food on but the do table. But do I, do I trust hogs. her with a gun around me? We decided to go hog hunting. American farmers out. Sign up below and let's go in that helicopter and go hog hunting. Enter to win now. So, so Sassy wants to go uh, carpool, car, carpool karaoke with Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's what you're saying. We'll see if we can get James Corden to get that set up. That is the one that does that, right, James Corden? I uh I have been very much looking forward to this one and I was hoping to see some right wing backlash to it but so far the the right wingers aren't flipping out maybe the hurricane is delaying the the cope Lizzo plays a crystal flute owned by James Madison at her Washington DC concert apparently this flute had never been played before, and Madison was given it as or given it as a a uh, present, 
Rizzo made history on Tuesday by playing a crystal flute owned by former United States President James Madison live on stage during a show in Washington, D.C. The concert at Capital One Arena was the first time in 200 years that the instrument had been played. It was the, the, the first time the 200-year-old instrument had been played. And we get to actually... Where's it at? We get to see it. It's here somewhere. Where's the where's the link? Sorry, 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 sorry. Got this. There it is. Oh my god, this is crazy. Guys, I have to be really careful. So here's the story behind this food. This was from Oh no! And this was a gift to James Madison from a French crystal flute designer um, to celebrate his second term. There was a fire when he was away, and the only two things that were saved was a portrait of George Washington and this crystal flute right here. I am the first person to ever play it, so y'all got to. I just got chills. That's so fucking cool. Wow. It's crystal. It's like playing out of a, a, a wine glass, bitch. So be patient. Plus size or not, this is one of the most absolutely beautiful human being, both inside and out, on the planet. I fucking love Lizzo. What'd you say? That was it. You want to watch it again? Let's watch it again. Oh, okay. This only has 1,847 views, and that pisses me off. Hopefully, several people got this, and other, other videos have gotten more views. Because people need to see this. This is fucking awesome. Oh, my God. This is crazy. <laughs> Guys, I have to be really careful. So, here's the story behind this food. This was from... And this was a gift to James Madison from a French crystal flute designer um, to celebrate his second term. There was a fire when he was away. And the only two things that were saved was a portrait of George Washington and this crystal flute right here. Old school, she couldn't have done that 
Because she would not have been treated like uh, Donald Trump taking properties that don't belong to him. The first person to ever play it. So y'all about to... Y'all about to hit my satellite for the first time. Oh, the look on her face. I so desperately hope that if 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 we survive as a race, a hundred, a hundred and fifty years from now, there is a textbook that says, "Bitch, I just twerked to play James Madison's flute from the eighteen hundreds." Like you know, you know how like there'll be like the insect quote inside the textbook and everything. I want a picture of Lizzo with that fucking flute and that quote. <laughs> That is that is a a touchstone in history. Damn girl, get it girl. All right. Uh for those of you who may be new here tonight, uh we always wrap up the show with an animal video and tonight specifically I went a cuddly animal cuz you guys deserve it after all that. Here's a couple, here's a cat and a kitten. <laughs> After tonight's show, everybody deserves cats. Matter of fact, I'm even going to show you one of mine. You've been lurking this whole time. I think you said hey to me, but I think you came in during the. I don't even want to call that a debate. The weird screaming fight thing that happened. Oh my god! I can't the the clip of him going nuts on me. The clip of him going nuts on me. I can't wait to watch that. <laughs> they heard the smoky and gave looks. I t- 
tones, that was just a clusterfuck. Like I think if you I think if you cut out about forty minutes in the middle there where I let him take me down Russia Gate, which I never should have done. Maybe you got something. Unfortunately, if I clip it for YouTube, it's gonna have to go up in its entirety, so I can't get accused of you know misrepresenting him or whatever. Watching on Twitch, you are heading over to Echoplex Media because of course you are. It's a Wednesday night and it's time for the intellectual Dollar Tree. What a fuck! Oh my god! What a lineup! Producer Dave got Kai and HK Perrigan tonight. Oh shit! What a what a fucking lineup! So you're gonna you're gonna be well taken care of. My man Kai, my man HK, my man Producer Dave. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I am Justin Freegan. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol Live. I also think I may have fucked HK's last name.